0: Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode in the world's month of celebrating love. This show deals with adult issues and isn't appropriate for those younger ears, so you might want to get out the headphones for this one. We're daring to delve into the question Does God care about your sexuality? A hot topic in a sex charged society, and you might be surprised with what the Bible has to say. This week features an interview with author, speaker, and blogger Sheila Ray Guaguar. We're talking about her latest book and hoping to help rescue Christians from warped views on sexuality and regain a healthy biblical perspective. Listen to the discussion on Soul H2O radio and podcast show episode 57. I think you're really going to want to take notes on this message. So don't forget to download your Soul H2O journal pages found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 57, along with information about our guest. You can always re-listen to episodes on Fridays at noon here on Joy Radio, AM 1250 in the GTA, from Hamilton to the Barrie area and Oakville to Guelph on the My Joy Radio app or in the podcast version. So let's dive in to today's soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. February is deemed the month of love. Last week, we celebrated Valentine's Day and encouraged you to share some love with your gal pals. This week, many of us are still celebrating since much of Canada was in lockdown on Valentine's Day. You're finally allowed to have that romantic dinner out. But what does romance and Christianity have to do with each other? I mean, does God care about your sexuality? Before you dismiss this question and hope that I'll move on from it, Think about God's dialogue with Adam and Eve in the garden soon after the fall. In Genesis 3, we read how Satan tricked Adam and Eve into disobeying the one rule God gave them. Satan told them that the immediate reaction to eating the forbidden fruit would be a freedom from death and to be like God, which they already were, and to know the difference between good and evil. In one way, it would make them better, they thought. But since Satan is a liar, Adam and Eve's experience didn't go as advertised to them. Scripture shows us how Adam and Eve were left struggling with guilt over their choice to rebel against God's direction. For the first time, human beings felt shame. This crippling emotion triggered that fight, flight, or freeze response in Adam and Eve to run away and hide from God in the forest. Shame caused them to want to hide their bodies. Genesis records that shame over their nakedness was an immediate response to sin. In the effort to right their wrong in some way, they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. I want you to pay close attention to God's response to their answer when, true to his character, he searches them out. God calls out to Hadam the term he used for both Adam and Eve, until Adam gave his wife a separate name after the fall. In Genesis 3.20, Adam called her Chava, or Eve as we say in English. God calls out to both of them in the garden, Hadam, where are you? And Adam responds, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. To which God asks, who told you that you were naked? God didn't scold them by saying, you bad people, you can't hide from me. Or, well, it's about time you put some clothes on. And he didn't say, I'm glad you covered yourself. Your bodies are shameful. No, he didn't. This might be awkward for some people listening to this show. But God was fine with Adam and Eve's nakedness and so were they Until sin entered the picture. You see, before sin entered the world and messed everything up, God chose to start the world with a couple sharing intimately in the garden, without shame. God created your sexuality to be expressed in passion, vulnerability, and intimacy. It's how He designed you. The most beautiful expression of your sexuality is to be a metaphor of the love relationship between Christ and His church. Not in any weird way, but a whole, holy union, a covenant of love, faithfulness, and security expressed through passion, vulnerability, and intimacy as the songs of Solomon portray. The love life of a Christian couple should resemble the romance of that book, not a lackluster, boring, or unemotional existence of two roommates. But... If you don't know God as a loving father, friend, and creator, you'll have wrong mindsets towards your love life. If you see God as an authoritative, punitive, killjoy with lots of rules, then you might tend to think of God's viewpoint on our sexuality as, well, shameful. Shame around your body and sexuality when expressed in healthy ways is not from God. Shame is from the devil the one who starts the accusative self-talk that demeans, discourages, and can defeat you if you allow it to continue. Know that God does care about your sexuality. He created you and doesn't condemn you. He doesn't shame you. God wants the best for you, and any direction he gives in his word is never to punish, but to protect you, sparing you from hurt so you can live his best and life to the full. Nourish your faith with your favorite Bible teachers whenever you can. Connect to your global community wherever you are and worship with an uplifting mix of today's top artists however you want. Download the My Joy Radio app right now and never view out your favorite songs, stories, or scriptures ever again. It's free and grants you unlimited access to on demand programs and podcasts, an in app Bible, and Joy Radio's 24 hour live stream. Get the My Joy Radio app today in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Sheila Gourgoire is a popular speaker, marriage blogger, and the author of eight books including The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex. She loves encouraging women in their relationships with God, their husbands, children, and friends. Her passion is for marriage, and she and her husband, Keith, speak together at marriage outreaches and run Family Life Canada marriage conferences. Sheila believes in authenticity and gives practical solutions to the very real and messy problems women and couples can face. You can usually find her in Belleville, Ontario, where she's constantly texting her two amazing young adult daughters and knitting preferably simultaneously so the knitter extraordinaire Sheila welcome to the show
1: thanks so much sherry it's great to talk to you again too Uh,
0: yeah i guess this is the way we have to do it during a pandemic year Um, we haven't seen each other for a long
1: time which is really terrible But, you know, it's great that we can get together and just encourage other people at the same time. So here we are. (laughs) Here we are. That's good.
0: Yeah. Well, we met, I think it was back in 2006, and I was attending one of the Women's Night Out events and you were the speaker in Orangeville, Ontario. And you were sharing from your book, How Big Is Your Umbrella?, And, and talking and sharing some of your story. At the time I was going through a really bad uh, time where my marriage was completely breaking down it it finally ended just a couple years after that time we talked. but your book helped me so much, and I think I became kind of like a distributor of your book. I would you know get it and I would share it with so many people and I kept contacting you and ordering more, and then I'd you know sell another or give away another five
1: and never sold them. Um, but it helps so many people. That is wonderful to hear because it's not even what I normally talk about. You know, I'm, I'm so much in the marriage realm now, but How Big Is Your Umbrella was really more about the trials that we went through when our son died. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, yeah, it's not something I talk about a lot anymore. So it's, it's kind of neat to hear that he can still impact people. Oh yeah, and I
0: think, you know, it wasn't like you, were, you had gone through the same situation that I did but I really think when we've experienced brokenness it doesn't matter what the brokenness is we can relate to other people's brokenness and your book totally
1: connected with me on that level yeah i think so much as christians we we think that we have to get better in order for god to love us, you know, or we think that the reason we're still stuck is because we don't have enough faith or we haven't forgiven enough yet. And that just drives a wedge between ourselves and God at the point where we need God the most. And I think that if we understand God's heart for people who are broken, and that part of the reason that Jesus became human is, is to show us that he understands. And I think that's the kind of God that you can run into his arms. Mm. And your book and your talk helped me to do that in really one of the most
0: difficult times of my life. So there was that. And then a couple years after, well, really quite a few years later, um, we met up at the Right Canada Conference and I walked in as a speaker. I'd never been there before. And you came out of your uh, little hotel room and and you were like, hey, you're Sherry Stahl. And I was like, oh my goodness, she knows me. (laughs) And and from that point on, there was just this connection and a friendship that began to build. And I've loved seeing how your ministry has really changed. So when I heard you, You were definitely talking about family and about marriage, but um, in the last couple of years, there's definitely been a change in your focus and to really, you know, kind of an emphasis on the aspect of sex in marriage for Christians. And so I was wondering, like, was
1: there, you know, what kind of precipitated this change of focus? Well... Nobody grows up thinking I want to be the Christian sex lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not really something that people aim for. And it certainly was very unexpected to me, too. But we were speaking at marriage conferences and we always got given the sex talk because my husband's a doctor. So it doesn't bother mm-hmm. him. And I'll talk about anything. I don't care. And we kind of got slotted in that in that Um, space. And then as I started talking about sex more on my blog, I just realized that this is one area, especially in evangelicalism, where the teaching is really quite bad, to put it mildly. (laughs) And we need to bring people back to this image of sex, which is mutual, pleasurable, but above all intimate, that it's a mirror of our of our relationship with God. And there's been some really bad teaching, which has marred that. And so I've Mm -hmm. kind of become determined and, and energized to fix some of this bad stuff so that we can not lose this beautiful gift that God wanted for us. Well, I am so thankful that you're in your post
0: and that you are doing your part to make sure that we Christian girls get the right information. And so people are going to have to wait a little bit longer. And we're going to come back and talk about your latest book that you really help Christian women in this area.
1: I'm Sheila Ray Gregoire from episode 57, and my music pick for the Soul H2O radio and podcast is Mighty to Save by Laura Story. Everyone needs compassion.
0: Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, weekdays at 1130 a.m., right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Well, we are again here with Sheila Gregoire and we are going to talk about her latest book. But before we do that, Sheila, I get all the guests to share two things with the audience. And if you could share a Bible study tool or tip, something that helps you in your relationship with God
1: well this is a really simple one but i need to remind myself of this all the time which is if you skipped yesterday god is not angry at you and you don't need to feel guilty and don't keep skipping just because you feel badly (laughs) like just jump right back in (laughs) I think
0: that is such great advice because, sadly, too many Christians um, think that God's there with this checklist in the sky and, you know, this meanie that's always like, you better get this done. And to think that, the you know, until the 1600s, people didn't even have copies of the Bible, the average person. So we're blessed to live in a day when we do have a Bible that we can read on our own. But yeah. No pressure, just, you know, you miss a day, keep going. That's great. Um, Your favorite Bible verse?
1: Well, this is just one that's been speaking to me a lot the last few years. So I don't think this is my favorite overall, but this is the one I keep coming back to. And I think it Mm -hmm. speaks to this time in our culture. And it's Matthew 20, verses 25 to 28. When Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And I just think, especially in the area where I write about marriage and sex, it's become so much about power and authority and all of this and so many of our churches have become about power and authority and you know what it's all about jesus and serving and when we take the emphasis off of serving we lose the gospel
0: absolutely i think unfortunately there has been this lording over of power and unfortunately. Towards women, it has been at an even higher level and uh, intensity. So you're out there and you're helping truth get out there and especially in the area of sex and Christian marriage and your latest book The Great Sex Rescue the lies you've been taught and how to recover what God intended this book you didn't write on your own I, I love that you included your daughter and then um, a third person so maybe if you can tell the audience about the people that helped you write this book
1: yeah well let me back up and tell you why we did it which was you know I've been writing about sex in marriage for years And I've been giving good advice. I write blog posts every single day. I have the Bare Marriage Podcast. I have books, I have courses. I have created so many materials helping people have healthy sex lives. And then I still found that everyone still had the same problems. It's like no matter how much good stuff you put out there, they're still the same issues. And so we decided Mm -hmm. last year that we would do the largest survey that's ever been done of Christian women and their marital and sexual satisfaction. So we surveyed 20,000 women, and my daughter is really good at surveys um, and psychometrics. Also on our team is Joanna Sawatsky, who's very good at stats. She's the big statistician, and she can run confidence intervals and odds ratios and all kinds of things I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And we looked at what teachings in the evangelical world have really messed things up for women and what teachings that I think specifically aren't biblical, but have built sex in the evangelical world on a very faulty foundation. And like it says in Ecclesiastes, sometimes there is a time to scatter stones and sometimes there's a time to gather them together. And we're scattering stones. We want to destroy what has been built on a faulty foundation so that we can rebuild something healthy. Yeah, that is so
0: good. And I I was looking at some of the things that you wrote in this book. And you say, great sex is the fulfillment of a life, a longing for intimacy, for connection to be completely and utterly bare in every way before each other. It's a bearing of our souls, a deep hunger for connection, a longing to be completely consumed by the other, while also bringing intense pleasure to both of you. And you, in your book, you talk about how, the Christian um, marketplace has produced a lot of books that are solely focused on men in this area and haven't been there to help women. But this book in particular that you've written is to help women get back to that. And and you really made a concerted effort to focus on women and their aspect, uh, their side of
1: the bed, right? Yeah, and... (laughs) Partly that's just simply because men have a much easier time having fun in bed than women. And we did we did those surveys, which showed um, the stats behind that, that there is a huge gap between what women experience and men experience. But also because the, most of the things that men are unhappy with in the bedroom tend to be things that would be fixed if women enjoyed sex. Sex more. <laughs> like if women wanted yeah. it more, if women enjoyed it more, a lot of men's satisfaction would increase too. So women really are the key to better um, to better enjoyment of sex in marriage. And so if we can just figure out what has hurt women, then we're gonna end up helping couples. So in your survey, what did you find was the you know the biggest
0: hurt or one of the biggest hurts that women experience in this area that messes up their thinking? <sighs> towards what God says about sex. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, there was a number of really um, faulty teachings, and I know we don't have time to get into all of them, but let me just Mm -hmm. tell you two. So one of them is the idea that all men struggle with lust. Lust is every man's battle. Mm. That is really widespread. There's a whole book series written about how lust is every man's battle. We see that in many of our Christian resources. And yet when women believe that, their sexual satisfaction goes way down and their marital satisfaction goes way down. And what we talk about in the book is that there is such a misunderstanding, first of all, around what lust is. Sexual attraction is not lust. Lust is Mm -hmm. deliberate. (laughs) Mm. And but but more than that, the solution to lust in many of these books is simply to transfer lust onto your wife. So when you feel frustrated or whatever, just simply transfer that to your wife and use her instead. And it's painting sex as this transactional thing where he gets his needs met by using her as opposed to something which is life giving and intimate. And, you know, Mm. it just paints it as something really ugly. And yet that is very widespread in our resources. Another one that's really, really dangerous is uh, the idea that a woman is obligated to give her husband sex when he wants it. Um, mm-hmm. and again that's everywhere in our resources um, you know don't deprive him and while there certainly is a verse that says do not deprive each other that verse is about mutuality yeah and it's it's not a, and it doesn't mean that she doesn't have needs that matter and so there's been mm-hmm. a real, tilting uh, at a really bad stress on one particular need while ignoring other needs. And it, it, it makes women feel unimportant. Like um believing that you are obligated to have sex whenever your husband wants it. That has the same impact on the rate of sexual pain that women feel as prior abuse does. Mm, so if dangerous. you think about it, if, <laughs> Yes. Dangerous for a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like if a woman is abused, it makes sense that she would have sexual pain and that she would have some sexual dysfunction. But believing the obligation sex message has the same statistical effect. And it's because Mm. they they do almost the same thing. You know, the obligation sex message tells women, you don't matter. You exist to be used. And no matter what you say, he's allowed to do this to you. And that is an abusive message and that is not of Jesus Mm -hmm. and our evangelical resources need to stop saying it. Mm. Sheila, I am so thankful that you're out there taking the lid off
0: of some of these unhealthy, untrue uh, teachings that have been kind of spread. And, And some people actually think they're biblical and they've been, you know, kind of confused by what they've been taught. And I'm thankful that you're there. And as we just close this interview, we could talk for hours. I really wish we had the time this show. But
1: (laughs) what is your hope for this book? Just quickly as we close here. In the book we have a rescuing and reframing section where we take these things that we often say in the church like you know all men struggle with lust um or boys are going to want to push your boundaries or men are visual and we just show how to change those phrases so that we the, so that we're conveying something which is biblical so instead of saying men lust you can say lots of people lust and Mm. men often more than women but women too but lust is not everybody's battle you can get over it through the power of the holy spirit and the way you get over it is by learning to respect others as whole people made in the image of god and so we're just going to reframe the whole thing so that we bring it back to the cross you know, because we resolve to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And when we put other stuff in there and we get away from the message of the cross, and which is, I think, the message of serving, then we miss mm. out on the kingdom of God and we're never going to have great sex. Mm.
0: Well, thank you so much, Sheila. I hope everyone gets a copy of your book. Uh, actually, a whole bunch of your books. And I want to thank you for taking the time <laughs> for being on Solit Shua Radio. Thanks for joining in today, everyone. Remember to check out the show notes for deeper insights and links to Sheila's work. Come back next week for episode 58. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul h Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed.